Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of what show is this? Doctor Homebrew, where uh, the only place that you'll uh, ever hear me be semi comfortable with what I'm doing, and so serious, <laughs> and so serious at the same time. Right? Yeah. Not like in the bedroom, you know. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> okay. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Yeah. I, I, I'm feeling that's that's just like uncomfortable pause time here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, otherwise, well. Uh, why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Uh, this is Dr. Homebrew, you're not mistaken. Uh, and this is uh, Brian and Lee. Well, actually, that is Brian and Lee. And, I'm Brian. Uh, this is JP. And we're here for another couple rounds of beers, man. We got some cool homebrews to try. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a good show. What do we have? A foreign extra stout and well, a saison. That's right. Mm-hmm. Saison. Kind of polar opposites. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Well, we're going to go, uh, you know, we're going to go reverse order and just do the four and extra right now. Let's do that. You why know? is that reverse order? Um, I'm asking you, JP. Why is that, rever- is, why is is that it, reverse Is it a order? test or is it a philosophical question? <laughs> Either way. Saison could be pretty pungent and, and, you know, even a little tart sometimes. It could be. Yeah. All those phenols can wipe out your panolic. Yeah. yeah. Kapow. Alcohol. You think so? It's possible. Well, depending on what comes after it, I guess. If you're gonna if you're gonna taste a uh, some sort of blonde ale after, then then yeah, maybe right. But so your rule is dark beers. Second, that, second. That would be my rule. Well, in a normal cir- circumstance, right? But not in the the uh, the surgical theater that is Doctor Homebrew. Not in Reverso Homebrew, Doctor. Oh. That's true. Reverso homebrew. Reverso. Reverso. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Usually you do the dark beer last, but yeah. Who cares? I, I've seen some saisons have enough phenols in them that a dry stout afterwards would probably taste like it's a Belgian dry stout. <laughs> not work well. It would so. just hang out in your palate for too long. Right. Yeah. 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 Phenol. Sometimes they'll do that. Oh man, that's terrible. Yeah, uh, they'll just make a playground out of your tongue. Oh. Yeah. I like that. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Uh, before we get too far afield, I want to let you guys know about our fine sponsor, the 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 main sponsor of this show, and our close personal friends, uh, the folks at Five Star. They bring this show to you. Um, they they sponsor it so we can sit here and talk about playgrounds and uh, phenols and all that kind of stuff. They are Five Star uh, uh, homebrew supplies. Go to or not homebrew supplies. Five Star cleaning and uh, sanitizing. Go to fivestarchemicals.com. PBW, Star Sand, Sandy Clean, IO Star, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, they really make sure that, that you guys can make the best homebrew possible by, by cleaning and then sanitizing your equipment, all your, uh, your, your cold side stuff, all that kind of nonsense. And uh, if you appear on the show... They give you a little, uh, a little something, something in the mail. So uh, they're good folks down at Five Star. Yeah. They like what we do. We like what they do. And uh, you know, every once in a while, we have some coffee hanging on my wall in the the brewing garage is something that I got in a little Five Star prize package. I don't know if they give these out with all of them, but it came with some PBW and Star Sand that I got for uh, NHC winning a medal one year. And uh, 
It's the eight rules of cleaning and sanitizing. Have you ever seen that? Uh, no. This no. is this is pretty cool. Brian's showing me this on his phone, but all I see is a dog licking peanuts. What, yeah. what is this? Okay. That is gross. Oh, swipe back. Oh, okay. Tongue Sorry. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's the tongue playground you're talking about? Yes, that is it. <laughs> Rude. Uh, the eight rules of cleaning and sanitizing. You can only sanitize clean equipment. Dirty equipment will always contain bacteria. That was number two. Number three is cleaners are not sanitizers. And number four, sanitizers are not cleaners. <laughs> yep. Uh, five, the more heat and the longer the contact time, the better and easier the cleaning job becomes. I find that uh, to be true. You Absolutely. Know, the, the hotter my water is in the, the PW and the, it does the things. Uh, six, do not overuse cleaners or sanitizers. Never think if a little is good, then a lot is better. That's what I do. Uh, generally, a lot is bad. Higher concentrations don't always work as well. Yeah, I, I'm never going to listen to that one, so sorry. <laughs> uh, number seven, cleaners and sanitizers can only do their job if they come in direct contact with the soils. Um, and then uh, number eight, always add cleaning or sanitizing chemicals to water. Why is that? Because you don't want to upset the laws of nature, or why Why do we have to do that? Well, I think You guys are smart. It probably gets back to your basic chemistry, I think, or your... Yeah. Uh, um, I think it, would ju- it could splash up into your eye, maybe. I don't yeah. know. That's what your brain is telling it's, it's, you? It's the always add, add acids to acids water, not to water and acids thing yeah. from, from chemistry. It's a little bit of water, a lot of acid might get a little hot, might get a little reactive, might but, do yeah. things. I was in the bathroom These are, smoking pot during during yeah. those classes. I have no idea not, what that Not mean. doing acid? Not doing Rules acid, to live no. by, though, right there. That's right. <laughs> I have it hanging right on my wall. Uh, sometimes I read it. Other times I, right. I, I do pay attention the to it. The first rule that's of sanitizing good. is there is no cleaning and sanitizing. Right. My name's Brian. I have a brain. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, he has an iPhone. He does have an iPhone. <laughs> uh, okay, so what do we got? We got a foreign extra stout from Jeremy. Jeremy's back in the studio. He was in here a couple shows ago. How you doing, buddy? All right. Doing good. And uh, and then we have a Saison from Jacob. We'll come up in the next, uh, you know, in the next segment. Um, but uh, what do you think? Let's jump right into this thing, huh? Let's jump. do it. Let's foreign extra stout. Right. Should we pour it? First? Yeah. I think we probably should pour it. All right. That's a really good idea. Crack that bad boy open. See, it's his brain. He has a brain, Bev. And I, I mean, what are you going to do, you know? Uh, I don't have any response. People with brains. I don't have a brain, so. No. I envy you. <laughs> you hear that, Brian? I've tried thinking with other parts of my body before. Wait. It never worked out very well. What? <laughs> Wait. I don't get it. What's a think? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah, Look at that beer, man. That is dark and delicious. Jeremy, remind everyone how long? Like how long? Like, you, never mind. Yeah, how long have you been homebrewing? Uh, a little over a year. A little over a year. Man, it always blows me away when new homebrewers just ta- tackle these giant styles like this right up front. Uh, is that daunting to you? I mean, what made you? What made you go four and extra right now? Well, it was I was going robust porter, but uh, yeah, I added an ingredient or two that kind of made it. Seemed like a foreign extra, so. <laughs> well, so you upgraded. That, yeah, I need, yeah, yeah. I think it's to me, it's a foreign extra stout. So okay, what was the ingredient that you you? So it's it's a robust porter uh, base, I guess you could say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did you? Well, when I was getting, I was getting my specialty uh, grains. I had forgot my list and hmm. had a brain fart, and then I went over to a buddy's place and 
What do you got? Okay. And then it ended up being what it is. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I've had brew days like that. Yeah. You know, where you go, oh, this is going to be a great thingamabob, and it turned out to be a what you call it. Exactly. Instead, and you're like, oh, that's exactly what happened. Fine. Whatever. But in my, my, you know, for me, it's usually because I screwed up fermentation or got the wrong yeast or some dumb, um, dumbass move like that. You know what I mean, Bev? Whenever you try to go brew something and you're like, God, I just totally screwed that up. You know. What? <laughs> huh? Uh, Brian. Yes. Why don't you start first, man? Camera's on you already. We, right. We've anticipated this forever. Yeah. You found me paging through the Jamil book there on the camera. <laughs> looking for the foreign extra stout recipe in there. Um, yeah, this, this beer has a, in the aroma has a nice, rich roasted malt aroma right up front. Uh, it doesn't seem in the aroma that it's going to be very sweet. It has um, a medium low fruity esters kind of in the hiding in there uh, amongst all the roasts. Uh, there's no no hop aroma to be detected that I got. It has a low coffee like element. Um, it's really kind of a two trick pony. There's the roast and the coffee. There's not a lot of you know funky treacle or um, yeah no molassesiness. Yeah, those weird deeper tropically fruits. So like yeah, as I was beginning to judge this, I started you know thinking uh, export style foreign extra stout rather than tropical. You know the, the um, yeah so. Um, that's where I went with this, and that's kind of what I judged it based on. And, um, you know, I didn't get any any bad stuff. No no diacetyl, no DMS or anything like that. Yeah, it's very clean. Very clean. Yeah. It, it is, like you said, it's a deep, dark color. It's, it's I would consider it, you know, almost black. It's, it's, it's kind of between dark brown and black. It's not quite opaque. You can see through it, and it seems clear. Oh, yeah, like a, a dark ruby or something. Yeah. Or is it darker than that? It has a uh, well. It's it's very dark brown or or black. It's yeah. pretty much black. <laughs> my, my glass was pretty much opaque. I could not see a flashlight through it. <clears throat> last yeah, I had the 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 BN glass last night when I was judging, and I could see at the bottom of the glass, I could see some some good clarity. But also holding it right up. To oh the yeah, light. I see. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, boy, this yeah, it's dark in this studio here. <laughs> well, it is. It is that. No one wants to see me in full light. I haven't makeup no. yet. Okay. Uh, the, Has the, the curtain we ordered arrived yet? <laughs> <laughs> There's a low tan colored head that faded after a brief while to a little collar on the edge there. Pretty fine foam bubbles around the edges of the glass. Um, flavor-wise, it comes across with a nice rich roasty and coffee and cream presentation. So in the flavor, you get a little bit of that. The complexity from the, you know, there's a little bit of sweetness in there that plays off the, the roast and coffee flavors pretty nicely. Um like I said, along the lines of an export version of this style. Pretty, very clean ale fermentation is apparent in here. Medium, low bitterness. Everything here is balanced to the malt and the roast. It finishes uh, medium, dry. Just just enough sweetness to keep it interesting in there. And, uh, you know, medium, low fruitiness. Just a, kind of was a little bit sharp in some ways. Uh, but in, And it has a very strong lingering coffee and roast that sticks around the aftertaste. Um, it might have got a little bit of a kind of a light minerally character to it, and uh, but it's not and it's not very sharply acidic. But there's a little bit of acidity in there from the the grains. Um, in some ways, even though it's it's kind of a lot of strong flavors, it also came across as seeming a bit watery. That might seem contradictory, but hmm. 
just the way it feels on the tongue and it and it yeah i mean that's kind of mouthfeel too it just feels a bit watery but it's even though it's medium full body and uh you know in the body it's medium carbonation uh a little bit creamy pretty smooth overall not very astringent just a hint from the roast uh and and a low clean warmth on the back of the tongue it's not doesn't seem super strong but it's got a little beef to it there yeah i guess i can see what you're saying the watery the, yeah kind of watery um but not in, in, in an unpleasant not in a way bad way at all, at all. Yeah. yeah just How i you... was trying to figure out what that was and and maybe yeah. leo has some comments on that for me too but um again a very clean export version of the foreign extra stout I can see now too, like uh, like a kind of a beefed up, robust porter like flavor, but with more hmm. more intense, definitely more intense roast. But it does have some elements of that the robust porter, but it would not work as a robust porter at all. It's um, clean drinking and smooth, nice some nice malt characters. I think it could benefit from even a little more malt complexity in there in the middle. If and if you, especially if you wanted to go the tropical direction with it, getting a little more fruitiness in there. Uh, from the the malt using and the yeast, um, you know, I, w- I would avoid going too far that way. Or it might it might become a little too much if you had too much more malt in there. It might become a little more imperial <laughs> stout like. <laughs> There's a nice balance of the roasty malt and the smooth, pleasing alcohol with a with a nice strong kind of dry stout impression. You know, so um, if there were any mineral additions, you might pull those back just a little bit. It seems to lack that just a little bit of uh, a punch you would get from that and that might be you know changing some of the malt flavors a little bit too but i really like the beer i gave it a 37 and um that was very enjoyable pretty good not bad right lee what do you think <clears throat> excuse me um aroma greeny base malt cocoa touch of ash and a, a just a hint of a soy black olive kind of notes probably a touch of oxidation uh pretty low level though it's not really anything i'd worry about at this point no hop aroma um low fig raisin kind of esters hints of sugar and coffee and cream and some tar in the nose low intensity aroma overall but um what was there was pretty much the style it was pretty nice uh, black. My beer looks opaque to me. I can't get a flashlight to go through it. Um, pours a medium tan fine foam that fades to a light cover. Probably could have a little better head retention to be to style, but no, the colors and everything are, to, are right. And, uh, the foam was fairly fine when it was there, so it was pretty nice. Um, flavor. Sweet with dark coffee and cream roast flavors. An ashy note in the finish. Uh, hints of caramel, sort of darker caramel malt kind of flavors. Bread. No hop flavor. Uh, that I could really pick up and uh, good supporting bitter pretty much out of the way. But no, it wasn't like it was what was needed there to make it balance out right. Balance is definitely to the roast and the malt. Finishes uh, lightly sweet with some lingering coffee, a bit of that olive soy oxidation, a little tar, the raisin fig. Bit of a mineral character again, maybe carbonate, mm. I wasn't sure. Uh, but definitely had some mineral character to it. And uh, a low clean alcohol note in the background. Mouthfeel, medium body, carbonation is probably medium low. It could use a little better, a little more carbonation, I think. Uh, Some creaminess is struggling against all that roast character. It wasn't noticeably alcoholic. did have a little faint, clean alcohol in the finish. It wasn't astringent, a little bit drying because it's a stout. They generally are because of all that roast. Yeah. Um, And perhaps a touch of oxidation might feel into that too. Um, 
Overall, uh, it's kind of like a sweet stout or an oatmeal stout pumped up a little bit uh, for an export stout levels. You know, had a bit of that coffee and cream, some sweetness. Um, that was pretty nice. Uh, they work nicely together, uh, especially with a little bit of the darker fruit flavors and a little bit of the sweetness there was in there to make a very interesting, enjoyable flavor profile. If I had to pick whether this was an export style or a tropical style, I would probably stick with the export. Um, it wasn't otherwise specified, but it is on the sweet side, sort of verging over towards the tropical, but it wasn't as sweet as a lot of those go. I mean, some of the foreign exports are pretty dry. They're almost like a beefed-up Guinness, um, and this was definitely sweeter than that. It probably wasn't out of range, but it made me sort of stop and wonder which way I should put it based on that. What would be a, trop- a tropical export? So, yeah, tropicals, a tropical stout. Okay. Foreign export in the... 2008 guidelines is kind of has two subcategories that aren't formally separated out. Okay. There's the foreign export and the tropical stout. And the foreign export is basically like a big dry Guinness. And the, the Guinness actual, the Guinness actual export stout is sort of a, is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. The tropical ones are things like lion stout. Um, <clears throat> hmm. I, oh, what are the others? I can't remember off the top of my head. Just more Dragon stout from Jamaica, I think, is a good one. And they tend to be very sweet and estuary. Very nice beers, actually. Okay, maybe like a, like a British ale yeast or something like that. Yeah, With high kind of fruity head, esters, maybe yeah. even some lactose, some fruity esters. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> very, very big, sweet, rich. You've never had one? No. JP. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to find you one somewhere. They're nice beers. Okay. Maybe we should do a commercial calibrator on one Jamaica of Jamaica stout, Royal, That'd be great. Royal Extra Stout. Yeah. ABC. Oh, yeah, ABC. you should have said Royal Extra Stout. Everyone yeah. knows that go. one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. So, yeah. I've never heard of that before. Finish was a bit drying. It had a bit of a drying character to it. Not the usual roast malt quite so much. I wouldn't say it was really astringent. had an almost metallic note to it. Um and what I'm not picking up here, what you get in most styles, is a little bit of acidity, acidic character from the roast malts. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of going back to the comment Brian had between a little bit of metallic and really no acidity, whether maybe there was a little bit too much mineral in here. I mean, it's we'll find out from Jeremy soon. Um, but it, it seemed to be lacking that little little acidic underlining that a lot of stouts have. Uh, not Nothing like a sour beer, but usually they got a little bit of some roast malt. Acidity underneath. Um, That's part of the punch, like yeah, yeah, perhaps, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of curious about what you did for mineral mineral adjustments in there. Other than that, I think the carbonation was probably a touch low. Um, usually, if I'm going to bottle condition, I want to make it go good. I make sure I use fresh, healthy yeast and put it up after I bottle it. Put it up to 65 to 70 for a couple of weeks just to drive those little little buggers to finish off. But uh, it's not bad. Um, I gave it a 32. Um, I thought it was a pretty decent beer. It's a nice job. Got any questions for these uh, handsome people? Hey, <laughs> no, I think I think they're. I mean, I agree with everything that was said. So. Yeah, yeah. How, how could he go about uh, shifting that that uh, kind of watery? Did you do mineral additions thing to this at all? Yeah, so I did. Uh, um, gypsum chalk, uh, one and a quarter teaspoons. So for, for, gypsum or chalk or gypsum gypsum yeah. oh boy interesting why is that well if anything that's probably going to drop the ph it's the calcium know. carbonate that raises it okay and so raising what what would that do in the in, in this so dropping beer? the ph would make it taste more acidic 
even more okay. acidic. Yeah. Even more acidic. So and this has this has it's an actually acid the thing you usually okay. don't want to do to stouts. Uh-huh. Where already- stouts are traditionally brewed in very carbonate chalky waters, mm-hmm. which is very alkaline. So the acid that's in the roast malt balances that out well. Mm-hmm. Is your regular water source pretty pretty minerally or, or carbonate? Uh, no. no. No? Huh. Interesting. You just kinda of threw it in there. Well I, I do that. I No, I, throw- I could I, okay. I I think I'm wrong here because my I think I was uh this was end of the day, so my notes are kind of so i have chalk so that would be must, carbonate yeah so i think that that must be what it was the chalk. okay yeah that okay. makes yeah. more sense that would make sense yeah maybe a little less next time gypsum is uh calcium sulfate right? yeah yeah okay or wallboard yeah <laughs> break into your drywall right. if, yeah. you yeah. if you run out yeah yeah so i i have chalk i don't i don't know why i was thinking gypsum but yeah yeah chalk so okay yeah. all right um yeah, so do you want to know the recipe here? Sure, yeah. Sure. yeah okay, so it's um, 13 pounds, two row. Uh, the, the ingredient that I didn't have was the black prins, and that was a half pound. I ended up uh, borrowing some of that. Uh, roasted barley was a half pound. Uh, Crystal 40, 10 ounce. Uh, Crystal 80 was 5 ounce, uh, and chocolate was a quarter pound. That black prince, that's like a debittered uh, wheat malt, uh, roasted wheat malt, isn't it? Or something like that. Hey, you know, I don't know. He, yeah. That's what he had. So I was like, yeah. all right. We'll use me, it. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Dehusk. And then uh, the hops, uh, Kent Goldings, um, uh, Fuggles, and Kent Goldings at Flame Out. So. The classic British stuff. Yeah. yeah. Good. Basically going out of the out of the book, kind of mixing things up. So. Yeah. And then uh, the yeast was a repitch of 001. Okay. And uh, the gravity was 72, and then it ended at 10. I I was hoping it would end a little bit higher. Yeah, it dried out very nicely with with the yeast that I had. So, I mean, that's what gave it that dry Irish stout impression, yet a little stronger, a lot stronger. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that was it. Cool. Uh, Interesting recipe for sure. Yeah, the the mash temp was uh, one fifty two. Okay, so I don't know if that yeah probably just your, your repitch of your yeast. I mean, it was obviously clean and and happy. It just kept going. Like, hey, we'll chew through this stuff. We'll keep going. Yeah. What 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 temperature did you ferment at? Do you know? Uh, sixty two. Sixty two. Okay. Yeah. So you had said this was originally supposed to be a robust porter. Yeah. What were the things you added to make it a foreign export, or well, that you changed the the black Prince and uh, um, Crystal, I think. Mm-hmm. More Crystal or less? Um, more. More. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I think yeah. I. I think I. You know, I was looking at the uh, Brewing Classic Brewing. Styles yeah. and uh, the Crystal Eighty on the Foreign Extra is more. So yeah, I it's got I some could, forty and eighty in it. Yeah, I think I was thinking I could have bumped that up a little bit more. Right. It's actually. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just. Yeah, well, the black, for the black, adding some like <laughs> yeah. black prints into a, a porter will definitely take it into South Territory. Yeah, so that, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have some chocolate in there, too? Yeah, or, just a, yeah, yeah a quarter bit. pound. Yeah. That's a pleasant drinking beer. You know, if you like yeah. drinking it uh, this way, it's it's nice. You might just back off that chalk addition the next time and maybe, you know, try try using a Irish yeast or something with it if, if you want to. Uh, go that direction instead of the American. Like you, you know, it does have some elements of American stout, but you know, kind of beefed up and not as hoppy as a lot yeah. of American stouts. So it's 
a little bit of a an oddball that way. There's not a lot of yeast character here. The esters are pretty subdued, especially since he kept the te- fermentation temp so low. Um, you know, it could be you could go a lot of different directions with this, but it's a definitely a nice beer as is, fun to drink. So, how could he tackle tackle that uh, that the watery thing? We started talking about. The thinness. Yeah, we started talking about mineral like, additions, I, I but think the, the acidity, a little less mineral. Okay, that's it. that's what it was. Okay, I, I think that's it, it, getting the carbonation up a bit would help too. I think. Okay. Um, yeah, no the malt, carb- I've been having either. issues with the bottle conditioning, so mm-hmm. uh, next time I, yeah. I'm gonna keg it and force carbonate it. And then... That that can help too. Yeah, okay. I mean, always use a nice fresh dose of yeast. I mean, I usually if I'm gonna bottle condition, which I don't do very often, but if I'm going to, I'll save a little extra of my. I'll, I'll do like a starter culture. I'll just save 10% of it and just keep it in the fridge and maybe bump it up a bit before I'm going to bottle condition and then use that. Of the slurry, like 10% of that slurry? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so what I've been doing is, um, is you know, I, I rack it off, you know, I bottle it as it is, and then with the sugar mixed in, and I expect the yeast that's in suspension to, but this might have been too clean. It usually Maybe. does. Sometimes yeah. with Maybe. the strong, hmm. with the stronger beers, it'll take a little while longer to to really do its job. So yeah. you know, it, it might finish out yet. Yeah, and you can't always count on the yeast that was in the, yeah. the primary ferment to do the job well. I mean, sometimes it'll do great, and sometimes it'll just conk out on you. It's it's. Yeah, I think that's kind of what's going so, on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good you, knowledge. Uh, you have a kegging system at all? Or yeah, you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the easy way to go. You can get it right where you need to. Of course, it comes with its own set of challenges. But. Well, yeah, like <laughs> when everything's true. filled, you know, my kegerator's full and yeah. fermentation chamber's full. Well, and throw something like, in bottles this time, yeah. That's what happens. Cool. That or drink faster. Yeah. <laughs> Call your buddies over. Hey, I need to empty right. a car. Yeah. Inventory okay. clearance party. Yeah. More parties, man. <laughs> Everything must go. Uh, cool. If that's it, I mean, you got uh, all your questions answered, and yeah, I think so. I've I, you know I, covered pretty fully. Yeah, I've been tweaking some stuff. You know, I just got okay. into the whole pHing the mash and the yeah. adding the chalk and acid. You know, so I'm I'm working on that. You're on your way. Yeah. Are you going to do this again? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, I entered this in a competition. I entered, you know, one as a robust porter and the other as a foreign extra, mm-hmm. and it did a lot better as the foreign. Than the robust, than the mm-hmm. robust. Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, I would see that between the two. The, the the foreign export you would expect to have a lot more of the darker, ashier character. Okay. Uh, in the in the roast, that's that's the main thing. Uh, robust porters might have more hot presence, but it's really not necessary. Which will be competing against that. Yeah, it's, it's okay. basically sort of the chocolate versus ashy coffee, darker kind okay, of divide. Okay, in my mind, it's like robust porter is pushing up against a stout already. It is. And it is. So so there's, there's a fuzzy line between <laughs> yeah, that. And, right. You, know, he, you, you weren't entirely wrong to enter this in both categories. Mm-hmm. I, I would say this would definitely do better than the foreign export. I would figure that's that's what the judges there thought too. But some beers can really straddle the line. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I also thanks. think you know maybe that that uh, like a London ale yeast or something would 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 give it a little different flavor too, and that might be part part of what's you know not it's not coming all the way through. That might give it a little more interesting uh, flavor uh, complexity in there too, because English yeasts are a lot more characterful, and uh, you know playing off those dark malts, they're going to ha- have a little more uh, interesting flavors in there, a little more esters playing with that. And yeah, I agree with that carbonation comment too. It would it would definitely. You know, CO2 in water is an acid, carbonic acid. So it does help to, to give it a little more punch, mm-hmm. too. But, yeah, again, I'm repeating myself. I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
It's all right, Brian. We won't hit you too hard during the break. Let me go back to that watery yourself. part I was talking about now. Yeah, <laughs> no. how do you fix that? Because uh, <laughs> All right, well, Jeremy, thanks, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. And uh, we're going to take a break. And we'll, get, we'll get Jeremy a beer here. All right. And then, uh, you know, a non-homebrew. And then we'll be back uh, with a, a Saison from Jacob. It's uh, Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Back after this. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members and some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest more beer catalog more beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making Fellow BNers, this is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. High Gravity Homebrewing Supplies wants you to keep it simple. Brewing should be fun. And with High Gravity's amazing electric brewing systems, it is. High Gravity keeps their brewing systems simple, on purpose. More efficient than gas, customizable, and with your choice of one, two, or three vessels, High Gravity's electric brewing systems will completely change the way you brew beer, formulate recipes, and improve your beer's consistency. Dave at High Gravity can customize your system to fit your needs. High Gravity invites you to visit their Build Your Own Brewery page and see how easy it can be to brew electric. And High Gravity offers $7.99 flat rate shipping on most of their products. www.highgravitybrew.com High Gravity. Keep it electric. Keep it simple. Visit highgravitybrew.com For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? (laughs) Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online. Plus the Zymergy app. 
Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together. Become a member today. It costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more. Visit homebrewersassociation.org. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Now, back to the examination. All right, welcome back, everyone. It's Dr. Homebrew. Uh, we're about to crack open this Saison. This is uh, a Saison from Jacob, uh, our listener, but I think he's having technical difficulties and unfortunately will not be able to be joining us on the air. Um, but that's okay. We unless can, he figures him out. Unless he figures him out. Uh, but that's all right. We can, uh, we can blabber on, you know, in, in good form altogether. Uh, those of you listening live or watching live, the uh, live stream, I think, crapped out. So um, Bev is... Uh, I had to put a helmet on her because she was beating her head against the glass. It's up now? Yeah, uh, oh. it said that you have a problem with your internet connection, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, okay. I'm going to try again. You got a problem. I don't have a problem. My internet connection <laughs> is great. several problems. What are they? In, in, in order Let's not of talk importance. about them in front of um, mixed company. <laughs> mixed company? Yeah. We're all white. It's fine. What? Inappropriate. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Um, Are we going to do a three-hour show tonight? <laughs> We're going to do a three-hour show. A I need to fill time. To discuss all JP's issues. That was 45 seconds. I'm just trying to fill time. Uh, a Saison. What do you think about this Saison? Uh, Lee, I think it's only fair uh, for you to go. How is it fair? Because, uh, uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Do we know anything about questions. the brewer? All right. Did Jacob tell you His name is about? Jacob. No. Uh, ooh, actually, maybe. Here, I got my thing right we here. We want to learn about Jacob first. I got my thing How long has he been brewing? So... How about you pretend to be Jacob, and I'll interview you. <laughs> so, Jacob, how long have you been brewing, buddy? Um, this is a imperial version, apparently. This is a 9% Saison. Oh, oh now you tell us. Mm, yeah. Sorry, guys. That explains guys. a couple things. Uh, he used <laughs> California Select 2-Row, 2% white wheat, and Sriracha Ace hops. Hmm. All right. And what yeast? 
Does not say. I am assuming it's Saison. Saison yeast. But there are many. (laughs) There are many. Yes. They are legion these days. And uh, he would like us to really focus on uh, identifying off flavors. Is Jeremy local around here? I don't believe so. Okay. Uh, Jacob. 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 Jeremy Jeremy is local. Jeremy is local. He's sitting right here. (laughs) Um, Jacob did not put the state for his address. Okay. That's fine. All right. We'll assume he's from Alaska. Yeah. Right. Too far away. All right. Saison. Aroma. Medium low phenol note with a smoky note to it. A little bacony. Low lemony ester. Medium low pilsish kind of malt character to it. Uh, some Also some stone fruit esters. A bit of a mineral note as it warms up. It seems pretty well to style, although on the low end for esters, the smoky phenol isn't the one I would I would declare the most optimal for style, but it's, it's okay. It's not, it wasn't very intense. Appearance. Medium haze in my first pour. My second pour here, uh, we judged this earlier tonight. Second pour seems quite clear. So I think my first glass probably had a little bit of some uh, yeast in it. Pale gold color. Pours a medium white, mostly fine foam, which fades to a light cover fairly quickly. Probably could have better head retention for Saison. Um, and it seems fairly well carbonated. So I don't think that's the issue. Um, flavor. Medium phenol level. Spicy, slightly smoking bacon character character again to it uh low hop spiciness medium bittering malt is bready and supporting um lemon esters sort of medium intensity again maybe medium high a little they're definitely the esters came across in the flavor more than they did in the nose a little bit of touch of a stone fruit ester as well balances to the phenols and the hop and the spicy characters over the malt. It's definitely fairly much uh, spice forward kind of beer finishes almost but not quite dry with lingering phenols some bitter some mineral character to it and a little bit of that bacon and maybe a little bit of kind of a a warming maybe more than warming sort of a slightly hot or solventy alcohol note in the finish uh for the mouthfeel i got a medium low body medium high carbonation actually with this bottle after we poured it and we're halfway through our score sheets it's kind of becoming a slow gusher putting a little bit of foam up out the top slow gusher slow gusher right um can you play that song take it easy okay there we go <laughs> All right. Uh, Not alcoholic in particular, although there was a touch of solvent to this. Not really astringent, but some drying from the phenols. Um, Overall impression, a nice almost dry saison with a good balance and pleasant drinker. Uh, The smoky phenol character is not what I would call optimal, but it's not really uncommon in homebrewed phenol uh, saisons. That kind of smoky bacony thing I get fairly often. Um, if you want to get rid of that, probably try a different Saison yeast strain. Other than that, I'm not really sure what to do about it. Um, other than that, it had a little bit of a tart note, which is very appropriate to the style. Not much, which is a little bit of acidity underneath it, which helps this style balance out properly. Uh, the mineral note was maybe a bit high, although not necessarily out of style. Um, actually came across kind of a bit like some of the De La Seine beers on that note, which are very mineral-forward beers. Um, if you want, add a little less mineral addition or blend in a little distilled water to reduce it. Um, but actually, it, it, it kind of works. It's just a slightly unusual touch. Um, and for the carbonation, you know, um, 
Now make sure. Oh, sorry, carbonation. I wrote that down wrong. For the head, the head, the head retention was a little low in this beer, at least in these glasses, which is interesting because in the bottle that was the slow gusher, it just wouldn't stop coming up. But, <laughs> um, if you're if you have the option, if you're doing a protein rest, don't overdo it. Ten to fifteen minutes at 120, 235 tops, um, or add in some wheat malt to bring that up. Um, should do it. Don't overdo a protein rest with this stuff, especially with modern malts, all pretty well modified. Or don't um, boost your beer up to 9% and call it a regular saison. Yeah, the, uh, the higher alcohols uh, could, could cut the, uh, the head back, too. They'll just, they don't tend to play well with foam. Yeah, this beer yeah. should have a nice, long-lasting head for sure. Yeah, yeah. the, the high alcohol. So, so we didn't actually, uh, I believe, receive the information. This was a 9% quotes imperial and quotes saison. When we judged it, given that the alcohol presence is actually pretty, pretty minimal, it wouldn't didn't come across really like is, a boost right? bomb. Yeah, but it, it did still have that bit of that solventy edge to it. It wasn't hmm. too bad. I mean, Brian picked yeah. it up way more than me. I, I pretty much missed it until he told me to go back and look. And yeah, there's a little bit there. It okay. was, I was pegging it as something else, but um, yeah, it doesn't come across as a booze bomb. Anyways, Brian, you know what? It, it, yeah. It does seem to come across like a a, a Belgian uh, Golden Strong Ale, you know, in, a, in some ways, like one of those alcohol delivery mechanisms. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah well, you can tell the alcohol's there, but and it it in this one it is a little hotter than than you would get in one of those. Not play, play quite as the smooth, alcohol. but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of things, the same things uh, that Lee said here in the aroma, you know, uh, that orangey, lemony, citrusy ester thing. And I, and now that I know what the hop that's in it, it's kind of an interesting, interesting choice there. You know, instead of using a, a classic, uh, you know, noble hop in the beer, just throw in some sriracha ace and keep it interesting. That'll that'll play along with that lemony orangey thing in there a little bit, and it it apparently kind of does. I mean, it's not strong in the hops at all. Very very low, um, very low hops in there as it is. So, but yeah. Uh, the the fruit characters that I did get the oranginess was coming across as kind of like orange pith or kind of like uh, older orange peels. It's not like that fresh, bright orangey. It's a little bit um, staled, maybe. But uh, that's the characters coming across up front is those those uh, those uh, fruity characters. Yeah, I get it. Like when you uh, uh, you peel a tangerine and then leave the peel out, and then the next Throwing day you kind of come and it's like it's sort of hard. But yeah, uh, yeah I got that. The dog won't touch it. <laughs> so uh oh, it's covered in peanut butter. yeah it does have a little bit of the, the, the kind of belgian yeast character the peppery spiciness in there uh you know the uh the malt is kind of a medium low Euro- european and pills malt kind of character in there just kind of supporting and, and delivering that alcohol it is perfumey that way i yeah. like that yeah uh you know low kind of spicy earthy and 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 fruity hop note <laughs> I guess I'm assuming some of that fruit might be coming from the, the hop. Um, yeah, no DMS or diacetyl, but it does. It's like, hi, alcohol. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Nice to see you again. Is it me? Um, yeah, thank you. Keep that going, please, in the background while I'm reading the rest of this. No. Um, color-wise, it had this light kind of. Uh, <laughs> Lee held his light, up, his iPhone light up to it. It had this greenish tinge to it. It was like seemed like a day glow fluorescent. Greenish yellow, kind of Gatorish. That was the first pour that was hazy. The second yeah. pour is, is very, very clear. Yeah, I, I agree with that too. Yeah. I got some haze on the first pour. The second one is very clear. Uh, started with a low white head that faded really quickly to a little 
collar and an island in the middle, but it was easily roused too, so you could tell it was fairly well carbonated. Um, and the flavor, sharp citrusy esters dominate again, and it had a hot solventy alcohol presence, mm-hmm. kind of a medium low level, not not sharp and and killer, but it's definitely there. Yeah, it's not offensive. Yeah, it's there, and you it go, just, oh yeah, hey, how's it going? And that's about it. Threw it a little out of balance. Not as soft as I'd expect it to be, and 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 cakey and smooth. Um, it's balanced to the to the esters and alcohol definitely, um, and it finishes fairly dry. Only a hint of this, uh, maybe a little tartness in there. You can get in some of the saisons. It's not not super acidic, just a tiny hint of that. Medium low bitterness. Um, it, it seems to have. I don't know what the fermentation temp was. Do we have notes on that? It, it seems like a high temperature. Uh, ale ferment. Sometimes you have to you have to use a high temp if you're, uh, you know, trying to keep this yeast happy because it's it's notoriously finicky. The saison yeast, but you can start, you know, you can start lower and ferment up a little higher and and keep it happy longer. Or you can, if it peters out, you can always throw in some other yeast like uh, like good old Jamil uh, recommends in there. That's or even he 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 suggests in his book you can use champagne yeast. Maybe that's how he wins all those awards. <laughs> yeah, champagne yeast. He doesn't champagne, get champagne any flavors. Beer. You and, gotta uh, be, whatever. you know, unorthodox sometimes to get the beer to go where you want it to go, and that's yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so yeah, that that alcohol really lingers in the aftertaste, uh, and it is kind of perfumey and and a little solventy. Uh, body wise, it's you know, medium body with with a fair amount of alcohol heat pervading the back of the throat, but not overly intense. Uh, it's also very effervescent, and that kind of maybe adds to the kind of attack. Um, no creaminess. Uh, just, just a tiny hint of astringency. That's okay. Uh, yeah, but overall, again, it has a lot of the, the pleasant elements you want in a saison, the nice, the nice fruitiness, the right kind of fruitiness, the right kind of spiciness from the yeast. Mm. Um, it's just getting a little bit overpowered by that hot alcohol in there, so we're kind of coaxing all the good flavors out of yeast but you know keeping it happy to avoid the few undesirable ones and also this was judged thinking it's a regular saison and it is it is an, maybe an imperial saison saison goes up to about seven percent this one's two points higher than that so yeah um you know especially with that you want to use a really vigorous uh strong healthy vigor a vigorous pitch of yeast big starter and um big starter yeah Keep it going, keep it going. This one dried out fairly well. It didn't, it didn't, uh, it didn't too, do too bad on that front. And if you give it more time, it'll probably dry out more if it's not already an older beer. Yeah. It doesn't taste like an older beer. The recipe seems appropriate. The, the ingredients appear to be fairly, you know, the malt and stuff fairly authentic, fairly good. The hop, I don't know, is maybe a little unorthodox, but it's a really minor component in this, and it's playing along with everything else. It, that's it, there, it blend, it plays well. So yeah. That's that's yeah. fine. I gave it a twenty-seven. Uh, just for what it was, it's a little hostile for a saison. If I was judging it as an imperial saison, I'd probably give it a little higher score, maybe five points up. But yeah, nice beer. Fun yeah, to... I gave it a fifty-one. I forgot to tell me. Fifty-one. Oh yeah, thirty-one. Um, Let's pretend that it, uh, you judged it as an yeah. imperial because that bad, was my fault. I didn't tell you that. Um, yeah, the one thing I would say about this beer, especially if it is younger, and, and we don't know that and how how old this beer is, because um, we don't have Jacob here to to quiz us and get quizzed. Yeah. Um, with the higher alcohol, so sort of hot solventy thing, if you give it some time, some months, maybe years, and sometimes <laughs> saisons will age well, some of that might actually um, 
mutate and get converted into some esters, which actually can make a very nice addition to this beer. Okay. That's that's where some of the, you know, the higher solventy alcohols, you'll get some of the rose-like and flowery kind of esters in some beers. And if you give this some time, there's some live saison yeast in there. They might actually convert this over. I don't know how much time it would take. It's, it's, it's not going to be a month. But, you know, months or years, uh, you might get that. And at that point, that might be a much more pleasant beer hmm. because it would take away the solventy and give you all these interesting floral kind so of So put aromas. this, bottle this up and put it down. Yeah. I mean, right. it, I mean, if you want to just chug this down and you're happy with it, go for it. Right. But I think right. it would be a worthwhile to at least set a few bottles aside for a year and see what happens to it. Can that, can that, uh, that alcohol hotness clash with the, uh, with the, um, uh, kind of yeast phenols. Yeah, I think they because there's some there's some yeah. kind of odd, strange sharpness that I'm getting, and I, I think it, it yeah. might be those two kind of things. I, I think battle. that's I think you hit the nail on the head there. So it's just a little solventy note in there, and the phenols, mm-hmm. and you know some of the esters that are pretty bright in here too. They're all kind of playing together. Alcohols can have this. kind of a, a peppery, hot, warming impression, like spice, and so yeah, those two things together can give you a double whammy, and sometimes in yeah. some ways. Yeah, okay. so I think they're all kind of playing together and, and, and giving you this kind of interesting, oddball, slightly off kind of profile to this beer. Is this is this a kind of a style that can go that high? I mean, 9% Saison? Oh, is yeah. That, I've, yeah? Had, I've had this high and higher. Uh, I mean, the, the Avec Le Bon Vue. The Belgians do whatever they want. That stuff's nine and a half percent, if I recall, or more. And, and I love the Avec Le Bon Yeah. That one's real yeah. good. Um, yeah. Um, that one's French. <laughs> right. See, Jeremy knows. None of, none he of had that. Free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They, in general, they don't have the solvent thing going. Okay. Um, <laughs> but not that I've noticed anyways. So, yeah, the yeast should be able to go this high. If you want to push it this high well, and, not, not and avoid yeast. that at the beginning, yeah. you know, do all the classic yeast health and pitch rate things, and you should be able to get there. Not that they can't go this high, but yeah. should I mean, should those two things go together? A, a saison with the, all these phenols and a high alcohol. I mean, yeah. do the like in my opinion, like a like a Belgian well, like, a like Belgian, Belgian stouts strong, don't like don't go strong together, golden. or like Belgian IPA. That's not a style that goes together. The yeast and the hop for me, some beg to differ, but don't yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the strong golden, which has tons of alcohols, dry as light as hell, oh, and yeah. has a lot, has some phenols, but not spicy well. phenols like this. it has some, but yeah, yeah. And the triples, which have much more phenol, they're not quite as dry, but they've got the alcohol, works very well. Yeah. So yeah, phenols and alcohol can work well together. Okay. Yeah, but you probably, as always, are better off with a cleaner alcohol. Right. If you get a little bit of heat in a beer, I mean, if it's too much, there's nothing you can do. If it's a little bit and it's a good aging beer, try aging it. See what happens. Okay. It might convert into some better things. Yeah. Yeah, it might be more of the solvent with versus the pepper that's that's fighting a little more than just the smoother parts of the alcohol. So yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I, I don't think it's uh, the clean alcohol that's 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 playing poorly here. Okay. You're going to have like, you know, solvent plus pepper is like pine salt or something, right? Yeah. Isn't that how they make okay. pine salt? I think so. I think it's just bad homebrew. Yeah. Yeah. Does a great job of cleaning your floor. Yeah. That's why they tell you not to drink it. They, they, they buy JP's <laughs> leftovers. Yeah, they do. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, well, Jacob, thanks, man, for uh, sending that beer in. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry you couldn't be with us tonight. Uh, yeah, decent you know. beer though, Jacob. Send another beer in sometime, and and yeah, please get do. on that Skype. Uh, yeah, please do. Uh, okay, we're gonna take a break, and we come back. We're gonna wrap up and uh, and get out of here. It's Doctor Homebrew back after this. 
know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Admitted. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button, improve repeatability, and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Attention, home brewers! If you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wished more people could see how great you are, then check this out. Grogtag, the makers of custom reusable labels and craftbeerandbrewing.com are hosting the first ever National Homebrew Label Awards. The top 10 labels will be featured at the 2015 National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego to more than 5,000 attendees and more than $2,500 in prizes will be awarded. If you've created a label at any time in the past year, you're eligible to enter. Grogtag and Craft Beer and Brewing have teamed up with great sponsors like More Beer and the Brewing Network to make this competition a great one to enter. Submit your entries between March 1st and June 1st for your chance at fortune and glory at homebrewlabelawards.com. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. Submit your label entries today. Good luck, and we'll see you in San Diego. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP, and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over 
you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California, and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for sticking with us here, everybody. We're going to wrap this up real quick, and uh, we're going to scram. What do you think? I'm excited yeah. about it. Uh, okay, so we had the foreign extra stout, and we had Jacob's saison. Uh, and uh, so, what we're doing right now is we're giving away uh, from our sponsors. Uh, we have some prize packs. Prize have, packs uh, from Grog Tag. Which you go to grogtag.com for customizable labels and coasters and metal signs and all that kind of cool stuff that every home brewer needs. Uh, they are uh, poning up a $40 gift certificate for uh, the the brewer with the lowest score because their tagline is, of course, at least your beer will look good with grog tags, and uh, it's a whole fun thing, and uh, you know everyone laughs, and it's a good time. It's, so, so it doesn't do, mean anything. They do metal signs, too? I always think yeah, of them just like, for the um, bottle labels. But. Like uh, if on the other side of the door, the... Uh, the the uh, mm-hmm. Bean Army yeah. little tin tacker. They do those? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I've got one in my garage. It's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. I, I wasn't aware of that. See, they do I bottle think- caps, too. You can get mm-hmm. custom printed bottle caps and coasters and uh, hang tags, you know, like uh, uh, like uh, for wineries and shit like that. Or even for, you know, your homebrew, you got a little hang tag. You know what I mean? You know what a hang tag is? Do you know? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, a little cardboard mean. thing. Do they do, like, dog tags, too? They don't do dog tags, no. Okay, mm. I can get those engraved over at the pet store, but that's all right. But yeah, a metal a metal sign would be very cool too if I didn't need uh, bottle tags. Yeah. yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, that's awesome. So the uh, so the gift certificate, the forty dollars gift certificate to the runner up in today's uh, pseudo semi competition is uh, Jacob and his son. Pretty good, uh, which means that Jeremy here wins the prize pack from High Gravity. You can go to highgravityhomebrew.com and check all their lovely stuff out. Uh, they're a great new sponsor of ours, and uh, Desiree over there uh, hooks you up pretty good, man. Nice. You'll, you'll be you'll be stoked all yes. right. for sure. What did you win last time you were on? Uh, five star. You got the five star, but you should have gotten something else too, right? Um, I, I haven't see. gotten anything. Yet. You got the... Uh, <laughs> High gravity homebrew again. Look right. at you, man. Okay. Oh, right. two-time winner. Double up. All right. Hey, two-time winner. Do we have winner. to applaud for that? I seem to remember. I think we should. Yeah. Good job, Jeremy. He's brought some good beers. Yeah, we'll invite him back. You're brewing some stuff, man. Uh, okay. Some J- good stuff without Jacob. even peanut butter on it. Jacob emailed me. We had some... Uh, I had a peanut butter beer We had some crosswalk. Yeah, there's one going around here. God, who is it? It's the... What? Who's who's doing the peanut butter porter that's floating around here these days? I don't know, but they need to stay. Well, welcome to you know nineteen ninety eight. Actually, has a really nice peanut butter character too. Yeah, no, I disagree. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. I was thinking it was Ballast Point, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. Peanut and I probably butter. just insulted someone by saying that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told them welcome nineteen ninety eight. So uh, I'm sure they'll take issue with that more than. Than anything you guys said. Uh, anyway, thanks a lot, everyone, for hanging out with us. Uh, Jeremy, thanks to you for coming yeah, all the way, come all the way in and uh, sharing your lovely beer. And Jacob, uh, sorry we missed you, man, but uh, thanks for sending the beer. It was delicious. I really enjoyed it. Thanks and, to the BJCP um, for releasing new guidelines. This that's month. right. We have new guidelines that we should talk about at some point. There's a lot to dig into, so I'll be reading that for a while. And uh, please do, man. Oh, we'll talk about it sometime yeah. down the road. 
Yeah, thanks to uh, Five Star, of course, for put, putting this whole thing together and uh, keeping us going. We really appreciate that. And uh, thanks again to High Gravity Homebrew and thanks again to Grog Tag. Uh, you guys are, uh, are taking care of our homebrewers here, and we really appreciate it. Uh, until next time, everyone, see you later. Yeah, it's Track 7 Peanut Butter Porter. Track 7, That's everybody. The one. There we go. Yeah.